Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Happy Wednesday. This is Trevor Davis up here at Total Wealth Academy, the lead wealth coach. And today we are actually going to be finishing up the UPW officially. Um, thanks to everybody that's been tuned in ever since November when I got back from UPW in Florida. Um, because we are, we're going to be finishing this up today. We've got a little bit more of the content about the nutrition side to discuss. And then it's officially wrapped up. Because on that fourth day, it was all about the health and nutrition aspect and some of the more practical things that often get ignored. And, of course, let's start off with the quote, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. And I was just talking with someone very recently that has lost a lot of weight. They've actually lost over 70 pounds relatively recently and talk about a very radical change for their body, um, losing a full 70 pounds of fat. And that required radical change. Doing the same thing would have been to continue drinking the sodas, drink, eating the fast food, eating all the processed food, not exercising. That required a radical change in actions done on a daily basis to get their result because all actions are connected with specific results. Like it or not, everything in life has consequences. And I think that's the best phrase and the best word to use because we have the law from thermodynamics: every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And that sounds too physical. And when we have things that seem a little more subjective, and you know, once we really break everything down, I'm sure that we can look at ultimately everything scientifically, but until that point, we know that there are going to be things we don't quite understand how they work, and that's why I don't think we can look at it just physically. I like to say it's consequences. Every decision you make has consequences. doesn't matter if it's a good decision or a bad decision. And it does not mean all the consequences are going to be what you expect, nor are they all going to show up immediately. Some decisions have consequences right off the bat for sure, but there are a lot of decisions that have most of their results later on. So we have to make sure that we're focusing on what those consequences are to decide what actions we want to take. We have to figure out what is the end goal keeping the end in mind, as Stephen Covey says in Seven Habits of Highly Affected People, to figure out what actions we should take. I think that that's very important because it's easy to just say, you know, someone on a radio show like this can just say, you know, go do this, go do that. But you have to identify what are the consequences that you want. The nice way to say that is what are the results you want? But let's say what are the consequences that you want? This person wanted the consequence of having a less fat-filled body, of having a lighter body, so they took the actions of eating less, eating more healthy, 
and exercising to lose over 70 pounds. That required a lot of change. And even something like that is going to be terrifying to somebody because it's completely different than what they've been doing for X amount of years. And I mean, these days, not only is adult obesity at the highest levels in U.S. history, but child obesity is at the highest levels. And to be completely clear about how I feel about it and make sure I'm not going to be using any expletives, but I think it's one of the craziest things for someone to have their kid to be out of shape and obese. I think that is one of the most negative impacts somebody can have in life to literally start off growing and developing in a state of overweightness or obesity. And that really, really sets them up for failure in life when they become adults and the body is not a kid anymore and the damage starts to rack up. And there's damage already being done, but it really starts to rack up once the body has stopped growing and isn't calling for all this energy and consuming it really fast as the body grows. You know, you hit your peak of growth, your maximum height, your maximum bone structure size, and now your body is really just looking to maintain itself. So that fat that's going to be sitting there is really just going to be sitting there and you're going to start having problems with your cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, on your joints, on your bones, and many, many other things. So let's go ahead and get into the content for Tony Robbins, which is talking about, finally, the poisons that we want to avoid. And this part I definitely heavily agree with because these parts are very, very much backed up by science. And like many of these things, it, it may seem extraordinarily obvious, but then why isn't every single American learning from these poisons and avoiding them all the time? Poison number one is eliminate or dramatically reduce the poison of trans fatty acids. And there was a big issue with trans fatty acids. But basically, when I was a kid, when I was in junior high, high school, because they were in so many things and the science was showing that trans fatty acids just straight up raise your bad cholesterol and reduce your good cholesterol. So it's filling your veins and arteries up with not only those fats themselves, but increasing the cholesterol that you don't want, which was one of the biggest risk increasers for heart disease and heart attacks because the circulatory system was getting bogged down and clogged up because of trans fats. And you can look at the back of a nutrition label and see the trans fats at the bottom of the fat list. And you'll almost always see a relatively small amount if it's there, but this is coming from partially hydrogenated fats. And that's really, really, really not good stuff to put into your body for the aforementioned reasons. But you're going to mainly see these things from Crisco was a big example. And I believe Crisco has changed their formula in some way to where there's now no trans fats or there's a minimum amount. Uh, trans fats naturally occur in the fats of any mammal that has hooves. So cows... Um, having a steak, actually, typically a normal steak has a couple grams of trans fats, but 
good news with that at the very least that they tend to be not as bad and impactful negatively on the body as the artificially created trans fats. So that's not as worrisome by itself, but we're going to talk about red meat in just a minute, probably after the break. So the trans fats coming in the processed foods, we already want to avoid those, but you have to make sure that you're avoiding the specific type of fat like the plague, because this is the bad fat. This is a fat you do not want in your body at all. Our body doesn't even need it. There is, there is no nutritional necessity for trans fats whatsoever. Um, the two fats that we need are the saturated fats and the unsaturated fats, but trans fats are not something that we need at all. So you can safely, completely avoid them without having any nutritional drawbacks, any nutritional need to avoiding the trans fats. So cut out those processed foods, check your nutrition labels, look in your pantry and fridge and find the things that have trans fats and look to cut them or replace them with something that has little to no trans fats. We'll be back with the second poison, folks. Y'all stay tuned to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. We'll be right back. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Trevor Davis. So we just talked about trans fats. And when I was a kid, this was the this was the first thing that I learned about that was definitely no bueno that you had to avoid. So th- this was basically my first real-life application of nutritional science and actually being, like, conscious of what I was putting into my body the nutritional level at the it, it's it's really the first thing where I was like you know what I, I need to avoid this so I'm going to actively look out for this and I've over time I've continued to improve my diet more and more and more bit by bit which has gotten me to where I am today which is a full-blown pescatarian so the only animal meats I eat are seafood and there's still some limitations on that. Like I don't eat octopus because all the reports that I've seen about their intelligence indicate that they're very, very smart. And that's one of the things I want to avoid. And I've had a one discussion about that with somebody that took a little bit of a case with it. And again, there's intelligence in all animal species that you're going to eat. But the octopus has been shown to be extremely intelligent. I mean, it can solve puzzles for goodness sake. I'm, I'm good. Not, not going to eat that particular seafood. Uh, that's, that's too smart for me. So there was also an issue with the fats years ago because this was something that I grew up with in the 90s and I heard about this when everybody was saying all fats are bad. You know, it seems logical when you look at the human body and you think about fats going into it because... You know, when you're out of shape, you have a lot of fat. Okay, so fats are in food. So people who are fat must be eating a lot of fat. Pretty obvious, pretty logical connection. 
And that can be sometimes the issue with logic is that even though you can deduce this connection without evidence, it doesn't mean it can be backed up by any evidence. You know, reality doesn't necessarily like your deductions. Reality isn't necessarily controlled by your deductions or your quote-unquote logic. And I'm somebody that I consider myself a very logical person, but I understand that sometimes your logical deductions, as logical as you think they are, are not correct. They're completely wrong. So the fat thing was a big problem because when they started doing low-fat stuff like what are the low-fat options? Whenever you take a yogurt, for example, and you have the low-fat yogurt, does it taste as good? Definitely not because they used a lower-fat milk, and then what they ended up doing too is they typically added artificial sweeteners or more sugar to make up the difference flavor-wise. You know, people still wanted the same flavor impact, so you lose the flavor impact from the fat, so you try to make up for it for more sugar, so then it's kind of like, you're just basically poisoning yourself in a different way. It it's not it's not going to help. Like with the fats, the fats themselves that are non-trans fats, the saturated fats and unsaturated fats are not really bad. So trans fats definitely bad. Hundred percent avoid. You want to avoid them as much as possible, if not one hundred percent. Then saturated fats, we literally need saturated fats. This is a nutritional requirement for the human body on a daily basis. If you don't have saturated fats consistently, you're going to start to have issues as your body starts to not be able to do the processes it needs to do fueled by saturated fats. But we only need a relatively small amount. There are functions in our cells and our brain cells all over the place that require them, but only a small little touch. And most of our fats should be coming from the unsaturated fats. And the number one fat source for most people, it's, it's olive oil. If, if there's really that one recommendation and takeaway that people can get out of this is use olive oil as your primary nutritional fat source. Because that combination of monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats is ideal. And there's a lot of other compounds in the olive oil that seem to be having a neuroprotective effect upon the brain. So there's a lot of science that has shown a very strong connection with a reduction in mental decline as the years go on by people who have a large consumption of olive oil as their fat source. And you have to make sure that you're getting all of this because as it says here, raises the metabolism, creates energy, aid in the production of the hormones that you need. They build the cell membranes, protect the body by buffering and neutralizing acids. I mean, I, w I definitely want to talk to a science about this sort of like acid and base sort of approach to the human body um, because it's, I feel like this is another one of those things that seems very logical when you just think about it by yourself you know, well, your body doesn't want acid, right? So you should be very careful with that because it breaks things down, right? Okay, well, it doesn't seem like people are having much issue when they chug lemon juice all day, orange juice all day. The 
body seems to have ways to neutralize that naturally just as much as it knows how to neutralize and control for the basic things on the other side of the pH scale. And oil provides lubrication to the body so the cells are free to move. Um, the best way to look at this is if the trans fats are like expired motor oil, you know, motor oil that's been in there for way too long. If you're using regular motor oil and it's it's already black when you put it in and it's been in there for 3,000, 5,000 miles, you know, you needed to replace it, but you went 10,000 miles, you know, that's what the trans fat is turning your blood into. Whereas if you've got a bunch of olive oil in your system with the unsaturated fats, it's like replacing your motor oil with brand new full synthetic, which is typically a better choice for cars. I'm sure car, most car people could agree with me on that. That's what I use for my truck. And that's going to make your truck run better. Same concept with your body. The better fats allow your body to run better, run more lightly, and has your arteries and veins running more smoothly without being compacted by fats that you don't want in your system. Okay, so poison number two. This is literally the most divisive, most disagreeable point that can possibly be made out of all the nutritional stuff out there right now. And there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of proof for it. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into the meat of the matter because poison number two is eliminate or dramatically reduce the poison of red meat. I'm a native Texan. I was born right here in Houston, unlike most of the people that live here at this point. And that makes me a bit of an oddity, and I'm sure a lot of other native Houstonians can understand the feeling of being what feels like the minority, because it feels like most people here have moved here as adults or kids. And I grew up eating steak a lot. I've eaten a ton of red meat in my life. Lots of steaks, lots of hamburgers, lots of beef tacos. I mean, one of my favorite things is is the reverse seared steak, the filet mignon that I know how to make. And I, I can still make it. I'll make it for my fiance. She's not pescatarian. She doesn't have any dietary restrictions normally throughout the year. It's, it's literally absolutely delicious. I mean, let, let's not joke ourselves about this, no matter what your dietary restrictions are. Red meat is freaking delicious. It tastes great. It's filled with fat. It's filled with a lot of protein. It's got some of those trans fats in there as well. That really, really makes it thick and hearty. You know, you salt it up, garlic it up, butter it up, pepper, reverse sear. It's one of the most delicious things you can eat. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows. People who are eating red meat are often the people that are getting the highest rates of colon cancer. One of the biggest things that people can do to reduce their risk of colon cancer is cut the red meat. There's something about it that has been shown, overwhelmingly so, to cause colon cancer in men and women. So the high saturated fat content and then that touch of trans fat in the red meat 
is going to increase your bad cholesterol and raise your high cholesterol. So it's a very, very, it's something that's going to be impacting your blood in a negative way. It's going to clog you down for sure. And, you know, steak now and then, fine, but a steak every day, a burger every day, that's when it starts to get questionable. So researchers at the Cleveland Clinic studied data from 53,553 women and 27,916 men. They analyzed changes in red meat consumption over eight years and followed study participants for those next eight years. Increases in red meat consumption, especially processed meat, were associated with higher overall mortality rates. So not only were they eating, the people with the increased mortality eating more red meat overall, but they were eating more processed red meat, which is filled with the nitrates and nitrites that, according to science, we don't need in our body at all and straight up just wreck your body. You don't want those processed meats with those chemicals added to them. So my big issue that we have to consider too, besides the health concerns, is that there is a radical amount of world land consumed by the cattle and dairy industry. And we're going to get to dairy once we get back from the break, but literally the amount of land that is consumed for raising all livestock on planet Earth is equal to the entire continent of North America plus South America. Let me repeat that. All the livestock in the world and all the grains needed to raise the livestock, because don't forget, you got to feed these suckers, these hungry cows and these hungry goats. With grains, you have to grow first. All the land that's taken up by all the cows, all the livestock, and all the grains to feed them takes up the equivalent of the entire continent of North America and South America. Our entire country, plus Canada, plus Mexico, plus Central America, plus Colombia, Venezuela, Peru, Argentina, and Brazil, and all of the Caribbean islands. All of that, all around the world, spread out in different places, is the amount of space we have dedicated just for raising cattle and all livestock, but primarily the cattle. I mean, apparently, if we took off the cattle, we would, right off the bat, free up an amount of space equal to North America itself. So... When we're talking about the economic impact and the ecological impact, you know, that's something that really has to be looked at. And we can't just be blindly eating those dang burgers and steaks. You gotta be a little more conscious about it for your health and for the rest of the humanity, too. So we will get right back after the break. Stay tuned to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. We'll be right back in just a minute. market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. We're at the halfway point with the TWA radio show. So it's a very, very divisive discussion about the red meat for sure. And the only a little bit of contentious discussion I've had with somebody about my particular diet 
um, was basically around the red meat. And this is somebody that's been raised on red meat even more than a lot of people, someone from South America. And, you know, it was, it was a very interesting conversation. It was very candid. Um, so I, I definitely see this as something that's got a lot of emotional connection. Um, so it's a very, very, it's a very challenging thing to approach for sure. Um, we love what we eat. It's probably one of the hardest things for people to change on. Um, we've got a lot of pleasure association from what we eat, from what we were eating whenever we were kids, from what we eat whenever we're hanging out with our friends and our families, you know, a connection to where we come from. You know, again, not everybody is from here. So we've got a connection to our native country, our native state. And those traditions may not create the best health consequences. And it's definitely not to say that I've got it perfect, I've got it nailed down, or Texans somehow, or Houstonians got it nailed down. But we definitely have to take a look at what we're doing to our bodies through what we eat and what are the consequences of that particular type of food not just for us, but for the dang planet. And we have to make sure that we're getting our food in a way that's not going to do more harm than good. So with the meat recommendations that they put here, and I've talked about this and I've said this before, I don't tell people to be pescatarian. I don't tell people to be vegan or vegetarian. Um, if it comes to a discussion, I will tell my reasons for it. I will have as candid of a discussion as needed, but I'm sticking to my guns and I'm staying on this dang hill and I'll have to die on it if I have to, because I really believe that we need to change our diets across the world. So with the meat, eat meat less than three to five times a week, combine your meat portion with lots of water rich foods like a salad or steamed vegetables. Sides that will cleanse, not clog. And this is something that meat eaters definitely need to keep in mind. Choose your meats from a clean source like free-range, grass-fed, kosher, antibiotic-free, and or organic. There's basically the standard meat that you're going to see. You know, if you go to HEB or you go to Kroger, you see the standard packaged meat. That's... Definitely not something that you want to put into your body because they're pumping those cows and those animals with all sorts of hormones, all sorts of antibiotics to make sure that they stay healthy. Because if you know what a farm looks like, a factory farm looks like, these animals are packed in together very tightly. They're trying to get as much meat out of this land as possible, even though it's literally taking up as much land as it already is. But when a disease happens to affect an animal, it's very easily spread. So you can't risk that. You have to make sure that these animals are pumped up with all sorts of antibiotics so that's not the risk, which of course becomes a bit of an issue itself because each time you rely on antibiotics, you strengthen the biotics. You strengthen the infectors, the bacterium, and the viruses. 
in that case, viruses aren't affected by antibiotics. But whenever you're doing any sort of anti-disease treatment, the ones, the diseases that survive become stronger. And especially when it's in a very closed environment like that, they get to radically grow, and then you're kind of back to square one. You have some of those super bugs that you might have heard about. And sure, there's going to be other ways to control for them. I don't think those are going to be apocalyptic. But you have to keep in mind that it's basically a giant Petri dish of cows stacked upon top of each other. And when one cow gets sick, that's a big issue when all the other cows are getting sick too. That's why stuff like the mad cow disease went around, and that's why it's so scary when it happens and why they have to nip that in the bud rapidly. And then number four, they talk about the seafood. Seafood can be a great choice. Obviously, I agree. For protein, essential fatty acids, and nutrition, as long as you get sustainably raised, not factory farm fish from a natural clean source. Very similar issue. Um, there are good farms for fish. There are bad farms for fish. Just like there are good farms for cows and there are bad farms for cows. You know, wild caught tends to be a very good choice. Um, organic farm fisheries like in Norway for salmon are typically very, very good choices. Um, salmon is definitely my favorite meat choice because very high in protein and high in the very, very healthy essential fatty acids. And that's been one of those meats that's been shown to have a combination of protein and fat that's great for your brain. So salmon is definitely my number one. Um, I love salmon. I love to bake it. I love to make sushi with it, poke bowls, specialty dishes. Salmon is definitely my number one animal meat source. So again, native Texan like myself growing up on red meat, I love it. I know it's delicious. There's absolutely no denying that. Anybody who says otherwise is a, is a freaking liar. And I highly doubt there's, there's really anybody who hasn't had red meat at least once in their life. I mean, you know it tastes good. But just because something is good in the moment, I mean, we know it's not necessarily good in the long run. So poison number three. Here's another, here's another very challenging one, and this is a challenging one for me because I, I still consume a lot of dairy. Poison number three, eliminate or dramatically reduce the poison of cow milk, dairy. So let me go ahead and start this one off with my counterpoint, which is the French paradox. And the French paradox is the basically inexplicable longevity of French people who live healthy, long lives in general, despite having a diet that is extremely rich in milk, butter, cream, and cheese. All things I love. I still use butter to cook a lot of my food. That's my primary saturated fat source. I love cheese. I use cream. In the right recipe, and I drink milk effectively every day with cereal in the morning. And there was a lot of stuff out there that marketed milk for years. The Got Milk ads. And if you probably don't know already, I'm very skeptical of advertising. Um, maybe that's hypocritical because this show is 
is in large part an advertisement for our services. Ultimately, everything is an ad too, but I didn't like ads growing up. I still don't like it. I don't like having to go onto YouTube and being blasted with ads when you're trying to watch a 20-minute video about something interesting. You get like 10 ads total, 10 different things advertised to you in the course of 20 minutes. It's even worse than cable now. So that was a little bit, and I wasn't skeptical at that point of milk, but that's a little bit of something that when it's such a big industry and they really are trying to push red meat and milk all the time and it's so heavily subsidized, that should make you ask some questions. You know, why are they doing that so hard? It's important, but there isn't really a big ad campaign for soy milk, is there? And which one can we agree is the healthier option? Definitely ask yourself a couple questions when you start to approach how different types of foods are marketed and what ways. So after the break, we'll get to the final segment to discuss poison number three, eliminate and dramatically reduce the poison of cow's milk dairy. We'll be right back to the TWA radio show. Circle S Hardware reminds listeners that more veterans will be returning home. And these heroes have military training and valuable professional skills, but they also need jobs. So hire smart and hire vets. This message from Circle S Hardware, your headquarters for hardware, garden supplies, lawn supplies, plumbing, electrical supplies, and a full selection of paints. Circle S Hardware, 27206 FM 2978 in Magnolia is the do-it-yourself headquarters. Stop in or call 281-356-7970. Circle S Hardware in Magnolia. There's an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Beautiful and healthy trees do increase your property value, but the key word here is healthy. Sick, ugly trees will actually decrease the value of your home. That's why I recommend you call Lewis Flory with Ability Tree Experts at 281-441-4179. They can spot insect and disease problems the average person will never see. They will make sure your trees are properly pruned to allow sunlight and fresh air into the canopy and allow strong winds to blow through instead of damaging your tree. Call Lewis Flory today. That's 281-441-4179. Ability Tree Experts, Houston's leading tree care professionals. When it's time to replace a roof, some people put it off until an emergency arises. This is Deb Tejada from Tejas Roofing, your Houston roofing company. I understand. People tell me it's way too complicated and too expensive. Our customers tell us they wish they would have done it sooner. I hear it all the time. Once the roof is replaced, they wonder why they waited so long because it's really not that complicated. We show up on time, we quote you a fair price, we replace most roofs in just one day. At Tejas Roofing, we take pride in making the process easy. The cleanup is phenomenal. People always comment that it looks like we were never there. And now those customers sleep better at night knowing your new roof has been installed correctly. When you know you need a new roof, don't put it off. Call me now, Deb Tejada at Tejas Roofing, 281-251-0304. Estimates are free, 281-251-0304. When you need roofing repairs, a new roof or remodeling, call us at Tejas Roofing, 
281-251-0304. Fox News Channel is the place with the voices America trusts. Greg Gutfeld. The only energy that they have is coming from the radical side. Tucker Carlson. Americans would die if you defunded the police. Sean Hannity. Cancel culture now has permeated every single part of our society. Judge Jeanine Pirro. Mainstream media doesn't talk about it. Laura Ingram. We're going to fight for our traditional values. And Mark Levin. It's time for everybody to stand up and be heard. Fox News Channel, the voices America trusts. United We Stand. AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Welcome back, everybody, to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I definitely don't want to skip over our stock update before we get back into the UPW content and finish it up officially today. So Dow Jones is at 3.36 year to date. As always, I do my stock analysis from January 1st to today. So 3.36 with 2022's losses, they're at negative 4.5.42. S&P is at year to date 16.65. So they are at negative 1.46 with 2022. And the NASDAQ overall is 38.2. So with last year, they're at a 5.23 gain. And as I've been repeatedly emphasizing, the people that won on NASDAQ this year are the people that decided to go in January 1st. So on average, they would be getting 38.2%. But bear in mind that this is a full index. Um, You have to invest in specific stocks that are part of this index to get that benefit because these are stock indexes. They're basically health tests for the overall condition of the stock market with NASDAQ being focused on tech and overall tech has been doing very well. So when you look at some of the results, you know, you see, and I'm looking at it right now with the hundred that are in the NASDAQ 100, you see which have gained and which have had some losses. So a big gainer is a company called Applied Materials. They're at 54.14. That's awesome. And then you have a loser, which is American Electric Power, which is negative 10. So it's, you know, if you decided to invest in all 100, you could do that. That's the scattershot approach that you want to make. You know, that's what you would have gotten overall for somebody that decided at that point after all the losses, like, hey, this is the lowest point. Now it's going to go up. As always, that's the modus operandi of the stock market. You gamble to buy low and sell high. I hope it works out for some people. The people I talk to, at least, and of course, this is a very biased sample experience because the people that are coming to a company like us have had bad experiences with other investments a lot of times. That's not always the case, but the stock market analyses that I hear about are the ones that say, hey, you know, I lost $100,000 last year, or I've talked to somebody that lost over 300000 recently, and the biggest loss I've heard about is a full half a million dollars. That's your money gone. I mean, that's not okay. That's not normal. That That's not normal at all to, to say that this is what Americans are supposed to be expecting. That half a million dollars of what you worked hard for or hopefully, you know, gained from the stock market before just wiped out. half a million dollars. Drop in the bucket for a billionaire, but for the rest of us, the upper middle class folks that are doing these investments, the middle class folks, you know, and I say upper middle class because 
really, I think the upper, upper class has got to be the ultra high net worth individuals, which is $30 million or more. I mean, and then at that point, it's like, you have only $30 million in net worth, like, you know, you're, you're still a drop in the bucket compared to the, the freaking billionaire. Like, kudos, no offense, but it really, really is very interesting when you see the amounts on paper, how different it is wealth and income-wise between a billionaire and even somebody that's in the top 1% of 1% of the 1%. It's a radical, radical difference. So let's wrap up on the dairy part to get to the last poison. What can you do instead? Swap your cow's milk for something like almond milk, coconut milk, or oat milk. Um, my specific recommendation is soy milk because this is the only plant-based source that has a complete protein. Now, I, I, have, to make, I have to bring up a funny point. Because a meme went around that was saying that soy milk was, and soy in general, was something that increased feminine hormone levels. Oddly enough, the the people that were looking at this data, cherry picking this data, completely ne neglected the fact that there's all these other foods that also increase your male hormones. And when we're talking about increasing or decreasing your hormones, male or female, it's literally so minute that it's not even significant. Somebody could, a, a guy, any guy could drink soy milk every day, all day long, through puberty, and have no significant effects. Just as much as a girl could drink something comparable. I don't have one off the top of my head. But it, it would have the same effect. There would be no effect. It doesn't significantly affect your female or male hormones enough for there to be actual visible effects. So that's a whole bunch of crap. Don't get caught up in the memes online and the jokes online and get your science from memes. Holy crap. That is a big thing that grinds my gears is when you hear somebody say something and you're like, I know you got that from a picture you saw on Facebook. Word for word, because I saw it years ago, or I saw it months ago. Like, look it up, at least go onto Wikipedia, and figure out if that was the truth. Don't trust a freaking picture with, like, Jim Carrey on it talking about science or politics. That's dumb. So, make sure you're eating lots of veggies and get your vitamins from veggies primarily. So, number four... This is really the most obvious of them all, and yet here in the United States, we are the biggest, we're the biggest drug market on the planet. I'm talking about illegal drugs. And if you want to talk about all of the drug activity around the world, the cartels in Mexico, the mafias in Italy and Russia, they're getting most of their money from American citizens. Because Americans are the biggest consumers of drugs in the world. And for that matter, we're getting close to being the biggest consumers of pharmaceuticals. That's been a big issue recently as well. But number four, you have to avoid the poison of drugs. I'm a beer guy, everybody. Everybody knows this at this point. One of my goals is to open a brewery. But alcohol is a drug. And there was that big thing, like, 
this has been around for basically 100 years at this point where you started we started calling drugs the drugs that were illegal and alcohol didn't get called a drug because it's legal it got grandfathered in because of tens of thousands of years of use tobacco got grandfathered in because that was so crucial to the mainly southern economy People weren't get, wanting to get rid of tobacco, even though that's one of the deadliest things that you can put in your body. You know, people want to freak out about someone with a little bit of, of you-know-what, marijuana instead of tobacco. That's the big issue that people have. So alcohol gets grandfathered in, tobacco gets grandfathered in, and we have all this other stuff that's illegal, but the legality doesn't necessarily have any connection with how harmful it is. So, I love beer. I don't drink beer every day. If I could, I literally would. And what I mean by that is if my body could literally process alcohol in a healthy way and get rid of it so I could literally just drink beer and enjoy that flavor, that carbonation, like, I would literally do that. I literally love the taste of beer so much that I would literally drink beer every day. You know, maybe science will make some sort of stomach, special stomach, some sort of robo-stomach addition that literally eliminates the alcohol, and you get drunk as much as you want, or it eliminates it in case it gets too high, something to that effect. Sci-fi or not, that's going to happen someday. That's something that I would literally get so I could do that, because I love beer a lot. Excessive caffeine, you know... I'm going to be very careful with this one because science has shown that coffee is actually pretty dang good for you, but maybe too much caffeine is not, so avoid that. Avoid processed sugar. Avoid anything that's been processed like the white breads, the white processed foods we called, and avoid nicotine and avoid these dang drugs out there. You know, you cannot get yourself stuck and addicted in the drug loop. I mean, imagine how much money is spent by somebody on these types of things, like the alcohol, like the beers, excessive beers, liquor and wine, the cigarettes, all the illegal drugs, the pharmaceuticals, and all this money that is not being put to use in something constructive. It's a lot. And I've seen how much money someone spends on some of these things, and it's very, very shocking to know, especially when there's somebody that's not in the best financial position. So make sure that you avoid these things like the plague because that is really what they are. Don't get stuck in that loop. Easier said than done. It's probably not just me saying it that's going to get that effect actually going, that action going. But for what it's worth, I do encourage you, if you need help with this, make sure you get help, make sure you get support, and get that support team of people that know you, care about you, love you, and want the best for you and will help you start getting out of these types of cycles that destroy so many lives. So folks, that is literally the end of UPW with Tony Robbins. Thanks to everybody that's been here since I started talking about this in November. We will have new content next week and moving forward for everybody to listen to. So my name is Trevor Davis, lead wealth coach up here at TWA. I will see y'all next Wednesday. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.